You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. So, let's... let's, We talk about Game 2. It feels like the residual effect from Game 2 is carried over the rest of the week. And it's not necessarily so much about the Knicks win, though, of course, people are still talking about the Knicks win. This uh, appears to be a a really competitive series. Um, But it seems like some of the celebrity sightings at the Garden in Game 2 are creating even bigger headlines than even the series itself. So I want to begin with Carmelo Anthony, since this is a Knicks podcast and Carmelo Anthony is one of the more influential Knicks probably, especially over the last two or three decades. So Carmelo Anthony was at game two. He was among the former Knicks players that were there, John Starks, Bernard King, Amari Stoudemire. Tim Thomas was there, which was interesting to me. I know he's been at a couple of games, but like even if they showed him on the Jumbotron, I was a little surprised by that. Uh, but shout out to Tim Thomas. So, like, Melo's among these guys. He's one of the Garden former Nick players there. And when he showed up on the Jumbotron, first of all, he got a huge ovation. I was there. So it was probably the loudest ovation all night. Maybe with the exception of Aaron Rodgers, but I think he probably even got a bigger one. Um, so he gets this large ovation. But on the Jumbotron, when they, you know, label him under his lower third, Anthony, it says Nick's legend. Now, that apparently became a little controversial on social media because Nick fans and NBA observers who saw the video and saw the pictures of, of, of the Jumbotron that showed Melo being labeled as a Nick legend, they took umbrage with this. Uh, social media people, some people were not happy. You had even WFA and their own uh, Brandon Tierney, Sal Licata, both guys on Twitter, I saw them. Shout out to both of those gentlemen. I know them. They're great dudes. They both said that Melo is not done enough to be deemed a Knicks legend. Now, Carmelo played six and a half years in New York. He was named an all-star six times. He was uh, he averaged 24 points a game, averaged seven rebounds in the Knicks uniform. But while only making playoffs three times, he's only won one playoff series as a member of the Knicks. So I ask you the question, Tommy. Is Carmelo Anthony a Knicks legend? Uh, I mean, this just gets into the whole, you know, dynamic of, of semantics of, of what exactly legend is. What was BT's and Salicata's rationale for him not being a legend? Kind of what was their argument? They, they both, both of them, from what I understood, was he, he only won one playoff series. How can you be a legend if you only won one playoff series? Here's my thing. The one tweet I did see on this was from Tierney, and he said there's only – I don't know if he used the term legends or icons, or but he said there's only four in Knicks history, um, you know, Clyde – um, Willis Reed, Patrick Ewing, and Bernard King, which to me, yeah. King isn't doesn't belong in that list. You know, like mm, there's 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 a top tier in Nick's hierarchy. You know, it's Patrick, 
Clyde and, and Willis Reed. And then there's other guys underneath that. Um, but Willis Reed doesn't, I'm, I'm sorry, um, Bernard King doesn't belong in that for much of the same reason, just didn't have the same playoff success, sustained success over a long period of time. Um, so yeah, isn't, is, is Carmelo a Knicks legend to me? Yes, I believe so. Um, you know, holds the all time garden scoring record, um, you know, consecutive multiple all-star games as a Nick. Um, yeah, the best player on a 54-win team, uh, the, the most successful regular season team this entire century. Um, they, yes, he only got to the second round one time, but that's the only time the Knicks have got to the second round prior to this season, this century. Yep. Um, so, yeah, just, uh, you know, all things, all factors considered, um, you know, an elite offensive talent, um, one of the league's leading scorers. I believe he led the league in, in scoring, actually, that, that year that they won. Yep, he did. Uh, you know, so, I mean, those, those are, that, that's the resume of, of a legendary player. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, again, it depends if, if you're only counting, you know, if legendary status is you have to win a championship or get to the finals or, um, you know, be one of the NBA's, you know, 50 greatest players, whatever the case might be, you know, then, then, you know, obviously Melo spent half his career in Denver. Um, you know, we can have that conversation, but to me, um, you know, Starks is a legend, Oakley's a legend and, and certainly mm. Melo's a legend as well. Interesting. So I think that it's kind of ridiculous to not think that Melo isn't a legend a Knicks legend at least because if the issue with Melo is the team didn't win, I just feel like this is something that feels like a very like basketball bias kind of like yeah. criteria. Right. Cause I feel like there are other sports where like, there's no way you would say this player wasn't legend because they didn't win. Like I love BT shout out to BT. He loves Don Mattingly. Don't right. make the teams were ass. <laughs> okay. Like yeah. they were terrible teams. And I think Don Manley's a, a Yankee legend. I know BT thinks Don Manley is a Yankee yes. legend. And nobody would say Don Manley is not a Yankee legend. But we don't say, well, his team didn't win, so therefore he's not a legend. Um, I think you say the same thing for a lot of baseball players in general, like a guy that just left the Mets, Jacob DeGrom. Uh, the, the Mets did go to one World Series with him, but a lot of missed playoffs, a lot of times where they weren't competing. His best years as a Met, the Mets were terrible. Jacob DeGrom, a Met legend? I mean, he's the second best pitcher besides Tom Seaver, as far as I'm concerned. Like, and I think they're football guys. You can you can make a lot of these same arguments as well. Like, I think with basketball, because we think of so much that one guy can make or break a team winning a championship or going far in the playoffs, that we harp on, well, if you don't win, then you don't deserve any credit. And I think sometimes we go too overboard on that. Like, Carmelo Anthony is one of the most talented players I've ever played for this. Carmelo Anthony from a statistical standpoint in terms of where he ranks in career points, where he ranks in games played, all that, all those things. He's near the top of the list when it comes to Nick Legends. I don't know how you could say Melo, because his team didn't win enough, isn't a legend based on his resume. And I also think you got to go relative to, like, the time that he played. The Knicks actually won a lot compared to the 20 years yep. that yep. he in, in the contemporary time. Like, if you're talking about people who – grew up watching the Knicks from 2000 to maybe let's say 2021. This seems like a new era that's been created since Tibbs and Randall and Leon Rose have all come in here. Like the only years you have are mellow. Like the only years you have are went to the playoffs twice. One, one, uh, no, we got knocked out of first round. And then one year we went to the Eastern conference semifinals. Like, I don't like, I don't know why, why we, how you look at that and say, well, based on everything else, like nobody's saying stuff on Marbury is a legend. Like, I don't. I mean, I also think he should be lumped in with the Marbury's and those guys of the world, and the you know the David Lees. Like, he's a he's a class above that. Clearly, he was a 
one of the best players in the NBA while wearing a Knicks uniform. Yep. Listen, uh, Ernie Banks, you know, he's, he's right. certainly a Cubs legend, Mr. Cub. Yeah. Um, my guy, Barry Sanders, I have his jersey framed right over to my left. Won one playoff game in his entire career. Uh, Archie, yeah. Archie Manning playing for the Saints. Like, you're going to say Archie Manning is not a, 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 you know, not a Saints legend? Those, those teams were the, were the worst team in the NFL for a lot of those years. Those guys are the definition of legend. So, right. yeah, you, you can't have a solely based on winning. Um, should winning get factored in, you know, like – would Starks be a legend if he didn't play in the nineties? No, you know, and then, but, but he did. Right. Um, so th- therefore he, you know, he gets this special credence. So yeah, I can't, uh, I, I gotta go with Melo as a legend. So then and I think we've talked about this before, but I want to bring up the topic again, because I've been pro this situation though. I think, and, and I, what I've found is that like, it seems like the older generation, the Gen X generation has been, been those have been to me the, the most ardent mellow, detractors from what i found so i asked you do you think Melo's numbers should go in the rafters that's where it gets tricky for me i mm-hmm. i tend to be a little bit more uh, uh as, as mike and the man dog would say a hard grader um when it when it comes to that you know specific distinction um i think that probably should be reserved for you know really you know again that should be something that you, you have to win a championship to get in that club or at least make a finals run or um i wouldn't be mad i wouldn't make a big stink about it um i think he deserved it um i think his fan i think a lot of nick fans would appreciate it and i really don't have a problem with it um but i guess if i had to if it was up to me to make the decision i'd probably lean against it um while he's still a legend i think again it's like you know there there's the you know the players that get into the hall of fame you know they've talked about having an inner sanctum you know like a you know there's yeah. levels to the hall of fame it's, it's that type of thing um and make no mistake a, another reason Melo's a legend he's a first ballot hall of fame right yeah player. um so it's you know when he's pretty much synonymous with the, you know, even though he started out his career in Denver, most people think of him as a Nick. Um, so, you know, when, when a player gets into the Hall of Fame as a, as a no-brainer first ballot right. guy, um, it's hard to, to, to argue that he's not a legend. Yeah, and that's a good point, too, because I think that, like, his Hall of Fame credentials, like, a big part of it is him being a Nick. You know, it's yes. not like, oh, well, you know, he, all the Hall of Fame stuff because of what he did in Denver. Right, like, right. No, no, like, no. He, like a lot of it is because of what he did with Knicks. Half of his All Star appearances essentially were yep. with the Knicks. So, yep. like, yeah, I think that's a great point too. But yeah, I've been for putting Melo's number in the hall in the, in the Raptors. Like, in in terms of, in terms of like, would he be the first guy I, I go to? No, like Bernard King's number should be up there. Yes. Like, and I'm hoping whenever Julius Randle leaves, and I'm not necessarily throwing him out right now, but whenever he leaves, I'm hoping that they throw the thirty up there. Um, part of me feels like I don't know how you feel about this. I've had this weird theory that the reason why Bernard King gets those great courtside seats on the baseline is like Dolan's way of like saying, Hey, I know we don't have your number in the rafters, but like, here's these great seats. Cause like, he's one of the few Nick players that has like, it looks like season tickets. And I can't imagine he's paying for those cause he's there almost every night. Yes. So I feel like that is, and for whatever, I don't know what the holdup is. I don't know what Dolan's issue is with putting, king's number up there but it feels like this has been some kind of consolation prize now those are sweet seats but like I, that's always been my theory that the reason why bernard king gets those great seats and he's there every night is in part because dolan knows his number should be up there but for some reason he's not doing it i just it's it is bizarre i just i, I, I obviously you're not going to get dolan on the record but I, I i do wonder like you know i'm sure people have asked them i'm sure you know 
you know, uh, MSG ops and operations yeah. staff and then all those other guys. And, um, you know, even when the even when the team was, you know, awful during those years, maybe just for a night or a week, you know, have a Bernard King kind of celebration, get some people out and kind of generate some some positive interest. Um, so, yeah, I agree with it. It is, it is odd that he's not up there. Yeah. Like to me, like if it for for when I think of legend status or I think of number retiring, there's like two clear things. One, did you win a championship? Two, if you did not win a championship, were you a top 10 player in your yeah. league when you were playing for the team for a considerable amount of time? Right. Bernard King and, and Carmel Anthony answered check number two very easily with that. So, like, because, like, to me, the question becomes, okay, well, what about, like, my guys? What about Allen Houston? What about Latrell Sprewell? I, I, I would not put their number up there because they didn't win it. And they weren't great enough in terms of where they were among like their peers in the NBA to say, okay, like they, they go up there. Like I, I would, I would hold it to those guys. I think the best players in your, I think the, the, the numbers being retired or guys being named legends be reserved for guys who are the best players who uh, in your franchise history or guys who won championships. And then we can kind of move you up the line, you know, and, and that's why it makes it tricky with guys like Starks and Oakley those guys were like role players but they were so right. instrumental teams that were so close that those guys become very hard like john starks was my first favorite nick ever so i i always say john starks is a legend i wouldn't put his number in the rafters but like it, that to me is always the big things is it, it, you want a championship no okay well where were you among the greats in the nba oh you were a top five player at one point come on anthony bernard king okay yes you are definitely a Knicks legend i'll put your number in the rafters no problem so yeah, I, I thought this was a fascinating conversation. Melo continues to be the most polarizing. Yeah. He may be the most polarizing Nick player ever. Like every day on Twitter, like it's a I get a different or any social media app or any TV show or podcast, I get a different feel for where people are on Melo. Like I personally felt like the thoughts on Melo have been softening. Which I was a little upset about because I I've been defending Melo this whole time, but people who know me like I I have a lot of criticism about Kamalasi's time as a Nick, but like I felt like everybody was just kind of all we we're all loving Melo and that you know he was underappreciated and everything. So I was surprised that when they put up Nick's legend, I didn't even think twice about it when I was at the Garden. I saw it there, and I didn't think twice about the standing ovation he got. But then it was social media came out and said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, time out, time out. What are we doing here?" And I was like, "Oh, okay, I guess maybe this isn't." How, how we feel. So it just seems like uh, where the wind blows is kind of where people feel on Melo's career as a Nick. Yeah, I think and you mentioned earlier, I think a lot of it's generational, you know, like for, for Nick fans that are 20 years old, their best Nick memories, you know, a lot of it involved Carmelo Anthony. And then, oh, for, yeah. the, and then for the older crowd, you know, they that that saw the, the Houston and the Star, the Houston and the Spreewell run and, and then go back a few more years and that, that, that saw the Ewing and then, you know, saw Ewing and his greatness probably, you know, or, you know, don't think as highly of Melo because they can, their memories compare, you know, compared to, um, you know, guys that played both ends of the floor, you know, that guys yep. that, 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 you know, were a little bit, a little that were I'm better selfish. defenders and, yeah. and, and cared more on that, on that end of the floor, a little bit more unselfish and weren't, didn't care as much about scoring, et cetera. Um, part of that because roster construction and Melo need to do it. And we can talk about that for, yeah. for, for, for hours, but uh, you're right. I, I, I do believe that he is one of the most polarizing players in franchise history. No question. Yeah, well, it's great to see Melo there. It was great to see him. Great to see Cayenne there, his son, who I remember he was, you know, uh, I remember he was like a, 
uh, Julius Randle's son's age with the Knicks, and now seeing him, uh, of course, he's a, he's, a, he's a really good player at Christ Candle. He's transferring, but um, but it's good to see him sitting there with with Melo there and and Mel's, and also see Melo like celebrating like the Knicks win was really yeah, cool. That was cool. Like like Melo, Melo by all accounts is a really good dude. People know, but like he kind of has this like too cool for school kind of yeah. like thing about him, where I I never thought I would see him celebrating a team that he wasn't playing for currently like that. I don't know if I've seen Mel celebrate for teams that he was playing in games that he was playing. Right. Just, that's just not who he is, you know? To see him like genuinely enjoying himself like that in that atmosphere was really cool. Um, so I, I love that. So shout out to uh, Carmelo Anthony.